This is the Willing to Go Ham podcast. Um, coming at you guys live from an undisclosed location, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so I'm making this episode. It's not really undisclosed. It's uh, in Mikasa. Obviously, I'm recording this and be uploading this tomorrow. Uh, so it'll be up for March 15th. Um, I was sitting here thinking about some things um, just the past couple weeks or so. And uh, I thought that I would acknowledge one of my many faults. <laughs> we all have faults in our lives and I'm not afraid to, you know, you know I mean, I'm not, no one's perfect, right? Um, but this is something that I think that we all tend to fall victim to. Um, and it's that darn, that darn thing that we call overthinking. <laughs> Overthinking is something that we all do. And um, one of the things that I've learned, you know, I overthink a lot of things from time to time. And nine times out of 10 on the thing on the things that I've overthink was it not overthink <laughs> that I've overthought about. It ended in disaster um, because, see, overthinking can lead to doubt. Doubt leads to. An action, an action leads to nothing being done. Nothing being done leads to you being stuck. You being stuck leads to stress and anxiety and so forth. So learn to trust yourself, man. That's that's something that I've always tried to tell myself in life. Um, growing up, I really wasn't the most confident person. You know, I... A lot of my um, decisions that I made were based off of the validation of my mom, my dad, and my peers, you know. And for the first time, you know, just the older that I get, the more I, I have to start making decisions for myself. And I've done a great job of doing so, you know. Um, but we tend to over, you know, I, one of the things that I learned about life, though, honestly, is that life is simple, you know. It's not as complex as what people make it. I think when people make your life complex or you make situations more complex than what they need to be, that's when the anxiety hits, you know. Um, that's when you kind of sort of doubt, you know, you sit there and you're like, oh, I'm not really sure now, you know. Um, but you have to try to try to beat that demon called overthinking and doubt. Um I fall, like I said, I fall victim to it many times throughout my life. And, you know, there's been times where things are going well with a job and or something's going wrong or something's going right with, uh, uh, you know, with friends. I tend to overthink situations and then I sit there and I freak out. Um, I've had many times where I've freaked out and I've, I've reached out to people um, to make sure that I'm not tripping about certain things. And um, for the most part. You, you, I'm usually in good standing, but doubt always creeps into the back of my mind because it's almost like sometimes like these things are that are happening right now. It's like it's almost it's it's too good to be true. You know, whether it's a, a success in a relationship, that's also something that I've I've, I've got. I overthink a lot is um, women. I've, I've I've I overthink a lot when it comes to women sometimes. Um Matter of fact, I got a story about that. Um, so I want to say I was in, oh man, I was probably about 22, 23. 
And um, I had a girl that, you know, not a girl, but well, not a girlfriend, but like there was a girl that did like me and it could have eventually like led to something great. So um, she was somebody who I really thought wasn't in my league or that I wasn't really in her league, quote unquote. And um, there were times where like, you know, I I hesitated. It took me like a month to ask this girl out (laughs) a month. And like clearly all the signs were there, like. It was kind of obvious that she was waiting and waiting and waiting. And I just kind of like waited to ask. And finally I did. And once I did that, like, like I said, um, in the last podcast or last few podcasts that I did, um, it took me almost three weeks to ask her out, like to get her. Well, it took me a month to get a number, another three weeks to like ask her out. Then another like two weeks, to, like plan something out um, because, you know, I overthought the situation. You know, I thought I had to take this girl out and to extravagant things and she just wanted to she liked me for me you know and um once i uh (laughs) once i finally like got the confirmation got the green light you know kissed her or whatever and it was obvious at that point that like okay she likes you and rather than just allowing things to form the way that they should i just overthought a whole lot And I had taken in some information from, you know, YouTubers and things like that. And, you know, and like I said, once again, um, Chris Brown's loyal had just come out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, these girls ain't loyal is what the what the sentiment was. And I think that kind of sort of drove a a wedge in between men and women. Uh, So thanks to Chris Brown for that. (laughs) Great song, though. Depends on which version you listen to, though. I tend to like the. uh, Um. The French Montana East Coast version And I think also the West Coast with Too Short That version, there's like five different versions of that song I just realized, but anyways So, she liked me You know what I'm saying, but I but I automatically I let doubt creep into my head And I started getting paranoid um, Not to her, but more so about myself I was like, okay, like Why doesn't she hit me back up Oh, and she's busy Oh, she's probably lying If she, was, if she wasn't busy, like women always have their phone on da, 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 This and that so I found myself like in a in a in a frenzy like every day just like be, having anxiety about this or I guess I, I can't self-diagnose but having some form of like anxiety or anxiousness to the point where actually I kind of broke things off with the girl and she was like why like wh- what did I do and I'm like I you know I, I don't know I just I, I just feel like it's not gonna work out da, 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 da. she's like well I mean like I was like, I don't even know if you really like me for real. She was like, well, what are you talking about? I was like, I mean, like, you know, you're doing all this and that, and you say you're working, and like, girl, girls always have their phones on them, and da 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 She's like, well, I mean, because I work. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't answer my phone every in Yeah, so <laughs> I can't answer. You know, she said I can't answer my phone all the time. Um, but that's why, like, you know, and, we, and of course, like, we hung out a couple times for sure. <laughs> And I was thinking about all the wrong things. I'm like, okay, is she talking to other guys? Is she, you know, am I the only guy that she's talking to? Or, you know, is is she using me? Or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, is she is she really just trying to play me for a fool? And, you know, not every woman is out to get you, fellas. Not every woman has, is out there to try to play games. Um, there are There are women out there that are genuinely into you. Um, and same same thing when it comes to friends. I think you have people that are paranoid when it comes to people um, or individuals that are paranoid about like new friends. Like, 
these people legit want to get to know you. So, I mean, I, I always say move with discretion, but, you know, when it's obvious that a girl wants to hang out with you or a girl likes you, never overthink that. Like, look at the situation for what it is versus what you think could go wrong or what you think is, like, going great and, like, what it could, you know, turn into. So, um, from that point, you know, I told her just kind of sort of how I felt about it, and she kind of was like, okay, well, I liked you the whole time. I don't know why you're doing this, but, like, you don't have to do this. And she was like, I was like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the first time I've ever, like, I can think of a time when I've made a girl cry was like that. And what got the best of me was my doubt and my just overthinking. Overthinking creates negative, like, negative thoughts. Just like when you take a test, if you're studying for a test and you're overthinking and you know that you know the material and next thing you know, you know, you're there and it's like, oh, well, there's no way I'm going to pass now because you're overthinking it. And then everything that you've learned and that you've worked hard for, all that goes out the window. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's one of my biggest regrets was just pushing away people for no reason, you know, Um Never. You just have to learn, like, learn to trust yourself. Learn to trust and believe, and that that comes from like an outlook on yourself. You know what I mean? If you, if, like, if you're an individual, excuse me, if you're an individual that, you know, if you're accustomed to life and what life has to offer you, you should know that there's always a balance, right? So, you have to believe and manifest that you deserve good things that happen to you. Never overthink. You know, never make things too more too complex than what they should be. Men are not that complex. Women are not that complex. So, you know, don't be a prisoner to your overthinking. You got to free yourself. I have to free myself. Sometimes I still suffer from that. I've talked to some people, you know, today about just overthinking certain things. And, um, yeah, just believe and manifest the things that you deserve in life and kind of sort of see where the chips fall. If the chips fall where they may, you know, cash in. Um, because you know, opportunity doesn't come often. Um, good women sometimes don't come around often, but when they do, hold on to them. Uh, speaking of that, I was um, I was talking to talking to a friend of mine. Um, also, uh, shout out to um, shout out to the homies, man. You know, Maya. Uh, shout out to Rosie. You know, those are, those two are awesome, awesome individuals to say the least. Um, I think that I think uh, another one of my coworkers. I think Molly's on a road trip in Colorado right now, so that's pretty dope. I've never been to Colorado. I'm, I've never. I've always wanted to try Rocky Mountain oyster, <clears throat> Rocky Mountain oysters. Never, uh, never really crossed my mind to go to Colorado just to try that. But you know, it's like sure, why not? You know, and I know people like man, pause, bro. You want to eat buffalo nuts? Da, da, da. Well, you know, I don't know. You know, I, sometimes it gets spontaneous. <laughs> To say the least, uh, and the same people that never mind. Anyways, so I was talking to somebody the other day, or today actually, it would have been yesterday, um, about shooting your shot. Here's the thing: I believe, and I was, you know, I, I think that, um, in my in my humble opinion, women who shoot their shot are going to have a much better chance of getting like proposed to. In my opinion, in my opinion, I think there's a better chance. Uh, because we're in society today where men are told that they're creeps. Like if you if you approach a woman that if she's not into you, you're automatically a creep, right? 
and to and, and rejection is harsh like let, let us not forget that rejection is harsh it's tough a lot of guys can't can't take it <laughs> that threshold of rejection it's tough very tough um but to me i think it makes it a lot easier if a woman shoots her shot at a dude especially like if she's attracted you know and, and if she find if she has a high confidence in herself and if the guy finds her attractive already why not shoot your shot you know how many like you know how many women probably have missed out on potential husbands because they didn't shoot their shot but instead they allowed like some asshole to come into their life and they picked that guy rather than the dude that they have always wanted like women can take whatever they want you know what i'm saying they they can take whatever they want they can take another another girl's uh, man they can take whatever they want so i think that me personally if i had a girl shoot her shot at me which i have um you know I, it's happened before um I, I found that i was flattered i was like wow like what you came over you talk you you like my post or you like something and you know it's like oh you know i like your smile and that. i'm like wow like that's kind of cool <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's kind of dope um, and that from there, I mean, like that and that makes for a great story, doesn't it? Like it, it beats the traditional. I remember I went to a wedding one time and uh, the groom was talking about or no, one, not one of the groomsmen was talking about how like the groom uh, who's one of my friends. Like This is like maybe like four or five years ago. But he was like, yeah, you know, he uh, he slid into her DMs like five times. And finally, after the sixth time, she finally said yes. And here we are today. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, she didn't want you the first five times. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I would love to tell my kids a story about like, yo, I met your mom. You know, she she came at me. She came at me looking looking good. And, you know, she commented. She, she said something. And actually, you know, here we are. You know, I think that uh, it's it, that makes a dude's day. Dude, do me a favor. If I have any ladies that are listening right now, if you're single and you see a guy that you like, walk up and ask him for his number. Walk, or, or snap, depending on how old you are, ask him for a Snapchat. That's that tends to be a, a young Gen Z thing now is to ask for Snapchats. I think if you are um, 25, 24 and over. Matter of fact, I would even say 23 and over. Well, I'll say 24. If you're 24 and over, you shouldn't be asking for Snapchats. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on the person. But I, I, I gave up asking for Snapchats when I was about 24, 25. But, yeah, ladies, ask a dude for his number. Ask him to go to lunch. And and, and this is what I, and I told this to, to the person I was, talking to, I was talking to today. Like, when you give them your information... Walk away and just look back real quick, like or just kind of like look look at his expression. He'll be like, ah. like he probably can't stop grinning ear to ear. That does wonders whenever a dude gets a whenever a woman you know offers her number to a dude and wants to hang out with him. That does wonders. That does wonders. And then the dude's like, bro, you're not gonna believe what just happened. Some fine ass girl walked up to me, man, and asked me for my snap, and then she added me, and she even said hi back, like or she gave you know she gave me a snap and. You know, I didn't say nothing and she immediately hit me up. That's a great feeling, man. That is a wonderful feeling. And that's how, like, you know, because as men, like, you know, that we don't get that often. Not not the average dude, you know what I'm saying? The, but when, even if it's the, you know, the average guy, you know, that gets, uh, that gets some play from a woman and she's coming at him hard body. Oh, man, please. She will be proposed to within the next two, three years. I promise you. 
she would be. So, you know, not saying that men aren't supposed to shoot their shots, but I do think that, like, we're coming upon an era, and this is just my opinion. We're coming up on an era now where I think these these Gen Zers that are coming up now, I think they're going to be the ones to offset or to, to, to contribute to the increase in marriage. I could be wrong, but hear me out. Because a lot of the millennials that I've noticed um, that are getting divorced, millennials and people that are older, you know, things like that, um, a lot of that, that rhetoric, man, I mean, you got a lot of jaded and, and bitter people on both men and women that just reject marriage completely, you know. But I think that you have women, especially, and especially some of the women. I think w- the women are trying to, like, they don't want the next, <laughs> not all of them. Okay? Let me just say that. Not all. But you have some women that don't want the next, that want the next generation. They want to pass down that burden to the next generation. And, you know, men ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for men, you know, women ain't shit. And that's going to drive a wedge between, you know, the two sides, right? And that's not what they want. And I think that the traditional uh, roles of, you know, men pursuing women, that it's changing now. I think now you're going to have more women, these Gen Z women, that if they want to do, they're going to go They're gonna go after them. I don't think they're afraid of rejection. You know, um, I'm seeing it now. Like, you know, it, you, you see it all the time now. You see girls shooting their shots and, you know. Unless, of course, if the dude's got a girlfriend, you know, of course, she may be like, oh, damn, like I shouldn't have said anything and da 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 da. But I think that you'll see more of these young girls that are coming out now. Like, they're like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm going to shoot my shot. Or women in general. Like, it's not just the Gen Zers. Like, I think more women are shooting their shots now. And I think you'll get better results. As opposed to dudes, like, you walk up to a girl and ask her for her number, and she's all like, no, nah. like, mm, nah, I'm good. You know, trying to show off in front of her friends and shit. we've all been there before man we've all been there before and it's tough like it's really tough when you're asking a girl for her number it it, especially especially when you're doing it alone like when you're doing all that shit alone oh man don't yeah don't be that guy man that tries to get a number with like the two friends there you know what i'm saying because hey man listen they're going to the only way you have to swim move one you're gonna have to rip one and eventually you can get the sack but still that's rough that is rough. It's like trying to get trying to get through Fort Sumter, man. Trying to get trying to get this girl's number. But um Yeah, man. Yeah, shoot your shot. And oh, and also to add on to that point about the, the Gen Zers and things like that. Um Yeah, because marriage is down. I don't even know what the marriage rate is right now, man. Like the divorce rate is like still like eighty something percent, I think. Eighty I think I think it's like eighty percent of women are the ones that file for divorce. Which could be possible. And who's to say that a woman that shot her shot at you, you guys get married. Who's to, who's to say that, you know, she's going to divorce you. You know, that, that's, there's none, none of it's promised. You know, none of it is. But, yeah, man, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Oh, and then I think that's about all I had for real. Like, reached out to a couple people, you know, said what's up to them. They already gave my shout outs already. Um, hmm. I think that's all about I got for the night. It's all about I got. So to summarize and to conclude this, please, guys, don't overthink. Please do not overthink things, fellas. Um, you know, things may look murky, you know, for the most part. But 
Um, I always remember, you know, if a girl likes you, and, and true or false, I, I want to ask this question too. You know, I, I keep acting like I'm going to get out of here, but then I have like these ideas that come into my head. True or false, if a woman doesn't like you, if a woman, yeah, if she doesn't like you, why would she travel 10 plus minutes to come see your ass and to hang out with you one on one? Hmm? I, I think, you know, I remember when I was with my ex, like I drove 50 minutes to go see her in Lawrence. If I didn't like her, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Although things changed after about like six or seven months, but I mean, still. But yeah, she likes you, man. Just remember that. You know, don't overcomplicate things. Don't overthink. Like I said, overthinking can lead to something very, very destructive. <laughs> so that's about all I got. Actually, I might, I might do a couple of news stories. I don't know. I'll have to see. But anyways, this is the one to go ahead podcast, guys. Listen, don't overthink. Don't over. Don't make things complex. You know, don't. And I shout out to my homeboy Cliff. You know, I think he said, uh, "Don't think, just react." You know, maybe that's not in all facets of life, but don't think, just react. And uh, I understand where he's coming from with that. So, I, and actually, I reached out to him, man. He's one of the few people. Shout out to my homie Malai too. Reached out to Malai. She definitely helped answer some questions that I had. Um, had a had a friend of mine, Emily. She also answered some questions that I had as well. Just had to get my two cents in there. So, yeah, that's about all I got for the night. I'm out. Peace. All right. This is the one to go in podcast. I got this news story that I found to be pretty interesting, to say the least. And, uh, I, you know, a lot of times when it comes to certain segments that I do, I tend to harp on the notion and idea um, of always uh, loving within moderation um whenever you fall in love with someone that tends to be a a drug and like most drugs those emotions tend to wear off so i found this uh, there was a case that had happened um this was in uh, i can't remember where it was at the top of my head but um basically it's about this guy who fell in love with this woman and he ends up killing her because he confessed his love to her and she basically laughed in his face when he did it that says here demarcus little trial day five little's friend describes anitra guns murder confession to to jurors okay um it says here jv on abron says little told him he was telling anitra gun how much he loved her when she laughed he blacked out and hit her and choked her to death like this yeah this is kind of nuts um this is kind of nuts to say the least. So it says here, the murder, tr- the murder trial of Demarcus Little continued Friday with more allegations coming from the prosecution's witnesses, including Little's high school friend, Javion Abron. It says here, Abron gave a shocking testimony on the stand where he described Little's confession to him. He said it all started when Little picked him up from a party. The weekend had escalated from there. He says Little texted him two days after allegedly murdering his girlfriend, Anitra Gunn, and confessed on the way that he had accused that he's accused of dumping her, that he dumped her body. Wow. Uh, Abron says Little texted him on February 16th in 2020, saying that he had something to tell him. Little picked him up and described the details and they got gruesome. So this is according to what Mr. Abron said. He was like, man, I was talking to Nit, bruh. And I guess Nit is for Anitra or Anitra Gunn. Um, I was talking to Nit, bruh. I was pouring, <laughs> I was pouring my heart out. 
I was talking to her and I was trying to show her how I feel and how much I loved her and stuff. She ended up laughing in my face. <sighs> I don't know what happened, bro. I just blacked out and I hit her. Recalled Abron. He was like, at first, he just grabbed her and started choking her. Abron says he continued to choke her out. He was choking her at first and she continued to fight back. And at some point, she just stopped fighting. So he felt he wanted to go with her mom. I don't know what that means. Damn. Um, he told me he had taken her and dumped her body into the woods while they were in the car. Little says he drove him to the wooded area to get a piece of the evidence. Her car bumper. Under oath, Abron said he did not help Little kill Gun. And he did not help hide her body. And he is not getting a deal from the prosecution for his testimony. Abron is charged with concealing the body and tampering with evidence. So. Um, yeah, listen, guys. Um, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm not, I'm not laughing because I think that the case is funny at all. I think that this is tr it's tragic. It's just you kind of I, I don't mean to laugh. It's just. I've always said this, you know, um, in the movie, Hercules does a, a wonderful job of describing this. And I thought that it was it's pertinent here. It's um, the, the phrase that they use or the, the saying was that people do crazy things when they're in love. And this is why I've always told people, like, it's OK to love but when you're in love. Like this was a crime of passion. You know, when you ever hear about when people stab somebody 78 times. They stabbed their ex-lover 78 times. That You know why they did that? Because they were in love. That was a crime of passion. And, excuse me, the sad thing is, is that I think that, you know, sometimes, fellas, you know, we have to understand and know the type of woman that we're dealing with. Um, sometimes I fall, I've fallen victim to it before. But you have to love in moderation. You know, I think... Who knows how long that these two were dating? Who who really knows? Um, my guess is, is that he may have said all these things. Now, there were some things in the, that were going on in the case that I kind of sort of I noticed that they didn't talk about here is that she actually was dealing with like two other dudes. Um, she was dealing with two other dudes and that this guy, uh, Mr. Abron, was actually looking. Oh, no, well, not Abron. Sorry. Mr. Little told him or. Sorry, how do I say this? That Mr. Little was actually looking to kill the other two dudes that she was with, right? That That's what I heard. Or that's what I came up in another article that I read, you know, is that she was with two other dudes. And, like, he would call her and she would answer the phone, but there would be two dudes in the background. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that. that that is, that's cold, man. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, man, sometimes... Um, you know, when it comes when it comes to dating, man, sometimes you're going to have to take that L and charge it to the game because that's this is terrible, man. Like, I wonder how long they had been dating before he did all this. My guess is, is he probably told her all of this too early, you know, um, telling her how much I love her and stuff like that. And once again, um, hate to assume, but he, he might have been he might have fallen in love with the cat, you know, and may she rest in peace. He may have fallen in love with, with the type of, uh, you know, the, with with the uh, skit, with the innards, with the uh, viscous innards, if you will. That's what I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Or in the case of uh, the, the the Hodge twins, they uh, they call it sugar walls. So he fell in love with the sugar walls, 
and he got into his feelings and emotions and she probably didn't take him that seriously and next thing you know he probably didn't like what he heard she probably clowned him probably roasted him and next thing you know man he 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 choked her out end up choking her out so this is definitely a crime of passion so fellas um be careful when you're revealing your true feelings like that that's that's scary you know and i and i i can i don't want to say i empathize with him because he's a killer but you have a lot of guys man who tend to show their cards you know early you know she didn't take him seriously enough because if she did she would have i mean she laughed in his face <laughs> like laughed at it laughed in his face you know what i'm saying and i think from there he just blacked out because he couldn't believe it like maybe he had been trying so hard to get to know this girl maybe he had been trying you know many times to make her you know his girlfriend and finally she did it but you know for her and, and you know i think you can tell your girlfriend if you love her like if you're you know but you can tell her all that but my guess is is that he either he missed the mark or she didn't really view him as her boyfriend so yeah man this is <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of strange you know, and, and I'll read it again. He was like, man, I was talking to Nip, bro. I was pouring my heart out uh, while I was talking to her. I was trying to show, I was trying to tell her how I feel and how much I love her and stuff. She ended up laughing in my face. That's embarrassing. So I can, I see why he snapped. I'm not saying it's right, but I can see why he snapped. Because in the heat of the moment, he was probably like, what the hell? Like, what, what did I do to deserve this? You know, and unfortunately... You got one brother behind bars and you have another sister that's deceased. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is kind of wild. So look, it's okay to love, but I'm telling you that in love effect, when you're in love, that's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different. I'm, and I might, and I might speak. Oh, actually, I can't speak from experience because I, I have been in quote unquote love, but I've never been driven to kill somebody. So this brother reacted <laughs> in a way that he shouldn't have. So now he's got to spend the rest, well, a long time behind bars. But yeah, it's just sad, man. You know that in love thing is. It might not even be. I'm afraid he might end up actually. Um, he might end up harming himself. At least that's what I hope he doesn't do. But. Mm. But yeah, it's all Demarcus Little, that's his name. Yeah, this is it's kinda nuts. But I'm out. Peace.